It's okay. I'm just enjoying your mustache. To be honest, it's just <laughs> it might be the best thing that that came that's come out of this quarantine. I'll be fully honest with you. I'm just jealous because I can't grow a proper mustache. I mean, neither can I. I I've got like 14 year olds uh, on like my my neighborhood in Vedding who like laugh at my mustache because they have better ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for the day that my face realizes that I've hit puberty. People are so desperate to football that that been watching football from where, where where was it again? All these random Twitter accounts Belarus. showing up. Yeah, Belarus. You said yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such a strange thing. I I I understand and respect the fact that people want to feel connected with clubs, but I yeah. found it so funny. Like hundreds of Twitter accounts, and it was all like we, where the the Twitter account for what random club in Belarus, UK supporter branch and we are this and we are proud supporters of this and it's like what uh i mean well i I think people are kind of fucking around but you do notice it's a little i think uh i'll maybe call it a bit thirsty where it's just like every bundesliga club is like begging for english or english-speaking fans and stuff because they're the only club around and stuff like it's fine to joke around but you don't always need to support a club you can just watch a game where you don't have a rooting interest and enjoy it i mean what's wrong with that i don't know yeah but i think that's a really good point mate because i think that's why for me it's such a um unusual thing because for the vast majority i mean pretty much all the football i ever watch i'm not i don't support any of the clubs you know like i don't support a a club in berlin i don't support a premier league club i don't support a bundesliga club and i very very rarely watch sunderland because that it's difficult to watch down in that sad little league that we're in now um <laughs> i know i'm calling it a sad little league and i'm in amateur football yeah, but on. i know but we used to be in the premier league like three seasons ago so it's like it's still you know i'm, I'm still trying to come to terms with it um so i so much football that i watch i just i have nothing emotionally invested in it other than the fact that i'm enjoying watching it so it's actually i never thought about that but you're quite right just watch it just enjoy it and there's going to be there's going to be so many dormant Twitter handles in about about six months from now. <laughs> All the new proud supporters, proud supporters of the of these clubs. Yeah, um, I mean, I also find it kind of funny to be like, okay, I am now a um, you know lifelong supporter of Cologne for three days or Mainz or whatever. But like when the clubs themselves on their official, especially the Belarusian ones, where they you know it's just like pretty poorly written English, like please support us, and I realize they need this and it's an opportunity mm. for them. But when it's like Mainz trying to be funny in English on Twitter, and you just want to throw up a little bit, uh, yeah. yeah, I've got to, you've got to say respect to the actual these clubs from Belarus and the the Twitter accounts actually stepping up and really putting out decent content and some interesting facts in English. You know, yeah. they ha- a lot of them have done a really yeah. good yeah. job. Really quickly embrace that, and so that we can get some out of this. I mean, if they sell a few hundred shirts or whatever, cool, That's right? Good for them, probably, yeah. Uh, is that still going, or is it finished now, or is it also cancelled? No, it's still going. It's still going. Yeah. I think, yeah. But as as more leagues restart in the world, I think the the awareness will bit go away from <laughs> from sure. Belarus because I mean, now Bundesliga started and yeah. A few other leagues also started already. That's true. All will start soon. I, I just read today that Portugal announced to restart, and there's so much left of the season that they will have football every day. 
<laughs> until the, <laughs> until July, until the final. And I'm like, okay, that's wow. like nothing to advertise with, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's so it kind I, of sounds like like the World Cup when there's just like two or three football matches a day. You know, you got the the, the early fixture and then and the late fixture. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe, you know, they'll also benefit from different ways, like for ground hoppers, maybe I mean, that'll I've, happen. I've, I spent a, a wonderful uh, four days in Minsk in February a couple of years ago. I, I would recommend definitely going when it's warm because it's it's pretty gray and depressing, but it's a it's a pretty cool place to, to visit. But Belarus was already very difficult to get into, I think, during the pandemic, traveling is harder. So now, now is a, a, you know, a tough time where groundhoppers of the world have to watch you know exotic places continue playing matches knowing they can't go there and take <laughs> photos of the bratwurst or the equivalent yeah i also wanted to say thinking like okay it's good that it's best. like also it's not like the best country from a political perspective perhaps to be thrown your weight behind unless i'm very wrong Belarus, no, right? no no it's, you're very wrong I'm, yeah I'm, i've got no political qualms i just complain that it was cold when I was there in winter but that I mean that is one kind of fucked up thing about the kind of hype around the league continuing to play in Belarus where you know they it's not like coming out of a good place or because they've actually like dealt with the pandemic well that they continued playing it was actually like pretty dangerous for fans and for players they just kind of ignored it because uh, you know it's not the most democratic country and when when you're told top down that you know go in the fields and tractors will make you healthy um then you know that's kind of what people do but it's it's actually coming from a kind of dark place that it even continued there or you know it didn't hit them as hard because like the borders are essentially closed anyway because lukashenko runs a dictatorship is not necessarily something to celebrate yeah yeah i mean i'm sure many clubs don't support that but it's just something that I hadn't had in my mind, you know, like if I was going to get excited about football and any out, I, I would maybe just maybe Google the team first, <laughs> just, to, just to make sure, you know, yeah. like, like if it, if it was a Russian football, I might just check that they had never like done anything horrifically racist. Or... Oh, okay. You want to talk about being prejudiced? Apparently you think some Russian clubs have issues with racism. That is ice cold. How dare you? I feel sorry for all the new fans of FC Seoul who now <laughs> recognize that their newly lifelong club uh, had sex dolls in their stands, which is maybe not the most appropriate just way be- to deal with that. <laughs> just before we start recording, I got a message from my dad on WhatsApp and he said, oh, it would be really funny if they'd program the sex dolls every time there was a goal to have an orgasm. And I was like, okay. First of, first of all, dad, that's quite funny, but also I probably a good thing. But I don't think you understand how sex dolls work. I don't think people who fuck sex dolls are in it for the pleasure of the sex dolls. So I don't think they're programmed to have orgasms. I'm not entirely sure, but there you go. I guess not. I mean that that exchange just makes me glad that I'm fairly certain my father has never said the word orgasm around me. <laughs> that I'm now on reflection glad that's never happened and hope that never changes. <laughs> Yeah, the sex doll thing was pretty weird, though. Was where was that? Did you say? Um, uh, oh. FC Seoul. FC Seoul. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the intention was maybe good because they thought, like, yeah, then it looks a bit more crowded in the stands. Mm. But I don't know. 
it just seems impossible to do by accident. You know, it's like you don't just act like I, I think the process for like ordering a mannequin is probably different than ordering a sex doll or whatever. They, and they so many of them different things or something. Yeah. Like it seems like hard to do by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'm just going to order for 45,000 sex dolls, <laughs> which is slightly more than my standard order. OK, thinking of this, I, I was past a sign the other day and perhaps one of the the, the big winners of the the pandemic from a marketing perspective is um, one of my favorite companies in Berlin, Dildo King. Dildo King are such a good company, man. Their advertising is brilliant. And they Dildo King started advertising all over Berlin that they're also selling face masks. So you can order it, you can order a Dildo King mask. And I'm pretty sure they do same day delivery. It's it's so good. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. It's I think I think I would say from from an advertising perspective, the two best companies in Berlin are BSR, so like the Berliner Stadtreinigung, and second would be Dildo King. Dildo King for a, a pretty you know niche product are very visible in the city. Like do you see more ads for Dildo King than Hertha? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely do. That's oh my god, that's such a good point, mate. I love that. <laughs> I mean, you see, I, I love the way you see like cars driving through Berlin, just like full with like Dildo King advertising all over it, you know? I mean, I couldn't name any other Dildo company in the world. I've there's never... a unicorn, there's Big Tony, there, oh, should I? <laughs> <laughs> so the sex doll and, and Dildo industry doing came out well. top from the pandemic. Glad to see somebody's doing okay. Right, and also Amazon, of course. Of and course. J- and I feel for, for, for Jeff Bezos because it's good because he's he, he, he was running short of money and now he's got even more money. So it's all good. Yeah, the, the tragic rise to being a trillionaire during a global pandemic where hundreds of thousands are dead. I'm sure he's losing a lot of sleep about that. It's ridiculous because the fact that there are multi-billionaires is ludicrous enough. Yeah. But then it's just because it's, it's a new dimension. I think when I heard it, I just felt a little bit sick in my stomach, <laughs> you know? It's so, I mean, actually imagining the amount of money, like a billion of anything as a number is really impossible. And then a trillion just sounds fake. And also with these like bailouts and shit, they've just been the amount of money getting thrown around now. You couldn't even imagine it before. And and in the US, at least, it's mainly just going to like, you know, thrown at the stock market and then immediately disappears again. And it's just hard to imagine these sums of money or, or one person having a trillion dollars. Jesus. It must be weird to have to worry about literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, what? It's like, what am I going to do today? Oh, anything I fucking want. Okay. <laughs> There's all sex dolls, trillionaires. <laughs> yeah. The I, biggest I, dildo of them all, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Again, it's ridiculous that we've that we're meeting now in uh, at the end of May, and it's still we still can't say. And that was the decision. Yeah, we, we finally know. It's mad that we can't say that, but we're gonna do. Hmm. At least, at least when it does get cancelled, we've already said literally everything that we could we could possibly say. I mean, should we should we also just to make things clear for for any listeners who don't know the exact stand of things, just what what exactly has been decided in Berlin what's going to happen or possibly probably happen. Paul, do you, I mean, do you have more? Yeah. The information that I have was basically that they hadn't decided anything, but most teams want the, the league to be cancelled. 
Yeah, they they had they had like a conference uh, broadcasted live on Facebook, I think, more than a month ago. The Berlin FA, and they said that they can end the season if they restarted at least at the tenth of May. They said, so now we are past the tenth of May, and <laughs> they they had another conference last week uh, where they said that of course, I mean, most teams are for like just canceling the league. Uh, for this season, and but the final decision will be at the twentieth of June. Of course, this this can't. I mean, you can't really restart it anymore on the twentieth of June. So this actually means that that the league is cancelled. And they also said that they, like, very likely will also use these this uh, points per game. Um, uh, to to uh, to really say like who who went who will go up, so points per game will decide who will get promoted, and also that they very likely will be no um, no relegations this year. Mm. So it's basically the same uh, what Brandenburg FA decided like one or two weeks ago, but they already decided it. Berlin FA just said that they might do it like this, also like the same way so yeah i mean it it does in some respects make sense i understand that but i have a i think i may have mentioned this in the the last time we we did a recording um i still don't understand why a season that hasn't even started yet and i know contracts are an issue but a season that hasn't started yet is being prioritized above a season that isn't being completed and i don't or further understand if you have a metric to determine who gets promoted. Yeah. Why can't you use that same uh, metric to determine who gets relegated? I think it's I I think it's much harder to say who is relegated than who, who who's getting promoted because I mean I think there are very few leagues in, in Europe who who did it. I mean there are some and I think Scotland did it now. And I think it it's quite it's quite unfair so to say because I, I mean I'm see, just to clarify, yeah. I, I'm talking about only amateur football here. I understand, like, the Premier League because it's, like, yeah. millions and millions of pounds. But, but sorry, continue. You don't think this is just as important? Well, I, I feel bad, you know, that they'll, they'll potentially lose out on the on the big TV money from the Regional Liga. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that means one of you mentioned that the Regional Liga is going to be on one football next yeah. season, right? So that uh, relatively big or probably actually small TV money... Uh, but existing TV money is now a thing. So, I mean, the fact is, it is there is TV money or app money, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that makes it sound like big time, you know. And it will be much, much bigger. It will be like twenty teams or twenty-two teams. So <laughs> there's a lot to broadcast next season. It's like the, the, the first time they get TV money, they, they got split between more teams. Like this sucks. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. If it goes, if it goes by points per game. Mm-hmm. Has anyone checked the the Oberliga table? Who would go up? Because I know Tebe are top, but they've played one more game, right? They've played more games than. Um... Did they? Oh God! One second. Me... Favorite favorite part of uh, podcasts when we'll be jumping our phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have they have five points. They are five points ahead of Greifswald FC. Okay. So okay. it doesn't really matter that they have one game more than the other teams. So. They would they would go up, yes. Okay, that's fair, I suppose. Yeah. Um 
another team who I was just thinking yesterday, very sad that I was just thinking about it yesterday when it had nothing to do with our podcast, was that um, Kutuk, how I feel so bad for them because they just won a few games, you know? Like, they weren't going to get relegated for the first time in so long. But <laughs> technically, if they get relegated next season, then that would technically be another another relegation in a row, right? Because this season didn't exist. Or did it exist? Well, it does exist. You know, it's it's not like in it's not like in the UK where they where they really like uh, pretended nothing happened for for seven months. So I think it's still to a season. Fair, you know, it's in, just in, a season in, stopped. In the UK, we spend most of our time pretending that most of our history didn't actually take place. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> we're very very good at that. But yeah, okay, fair enough. So they're not it's they're not null and voiding it. They're just cutting it short. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, a, a few teams will also be happy that it, the season ended without any relegation, right? I mean, mm. Regionalliga, Babelsberg, and yeah, also some other teams, true. maybe. <laughs> I forgot about Babelsberg. Jesus Christ! I mean, that's also the the Babelsberg saga has such like a, a kind of awkward and embarrassing end where they they signed Daniel Fromm. So for for you know non Babelsberg fans, they kind of bring back a, a former club legend, uh, as far as Babelsberg goes. I mean, a, a kind of poor rendition of him is painted outside of their ground. Um, and uh, after he he had gotten into a bit of trouble for possibly having ties to some, some neo-Nazis and, and mm. hooligans and stuff, and they have a massive commotion because they sign him, uh, and, you know, Babelsberg has, has their kind of left-leaning fan base and stuff, but they sort of said, we'll bite that bullet. He's good enough to maybe score enough goals to save us. And then it doesn't matter anyway. They went through all that shit and they're going to get saved by, you know, a pandemic somehow. <laughs> Which was second on the list. So it was like it was like a list of, you know, stuff to, to avoid relegation. Number one was Daniel Fran and second was like a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> and as he didn't I, score in the first four games, you know... We, we had to go for the second one. Yeah, he, he made a call to to uh, his people in, in Wuhan or whatever to get yeah. things going. I, I, I love the logic of racists, by the way, when they'll say, like, I'm not a racist because I've got a black friend. But if all of their friends are actual Nazis, they still say that they're not a Nazi. It's like, I don't... <laughs> that doesn't work both ways. Yeah. I'm not a Nazi. One of my friends is not a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. I find it really funny the concept of social distancing whilst training or social, or even better, social distancing during a football match. Like the players aren't allowed to celebrate and hug each other and stuff. It's like you're on a football pitch, you're running around in close quarters. Touch each other while doing, like, I don't know, tackles yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you're There's not allowed to celebrate together. What? <laughs> yeah, like the. The head to play has gotten in trouble for this or something. Like, oh yeah, you would, you violated the social distancing rules. It's like, well, I can't believe that for ninety minutes plus all the training sessions plus traveling to the games that it's not going to get. It's more bullshit optics where you have to at least make it look like you're trying. And it was hilarious that, of course, Hertha were the team, the first team to break the social distancing celebration measures after they kind of embarrassingly were the ones to make it clear they weren't taking social distancing remotely seriously leading up to the return. I yesterday saw something uh, the John Oliver, and it was also about these like attempts of US sports trying to trying to restart the leagues. 
and they want to do something like a bubble league, they call it for baseball. And what you, I mean, you don't expect that, but they need like 10,000 people to be quarantined to actually do a bubble league in like Arizona. So like all the games in, in like only a few stadiums and all the stuff. And that shows that it's not even possible to do this like in a in a responsible way or in a. Mm. It, it just I think it's just PR, like yeah. you say. Okay, yeah, we're still doing social distancing. It's PR really work. interesting that the, that the response has been so widely different. I mean, not just from sport to sport, but also like the same like leagues, like even within Europe, like what the Belgian league was was cancelled. Was the Dutch league also cancelled? Yes. The German league will play on. The, the English Premier League will probably continue, even though they can't agree on really basic stuff like which stadiums to use. It's, it's really strange that there's such a difference. Like even like okay, so then get really relevant to us, like G- German amateur football. I was looking at this map yesterday of you know an overview of what's happening where. Like yeah. there's the thing two leagues believe that they'll or are still fairly certain that they will finish the season. The rest of the, and most of the rest of them are either cancelled or will have a tendency um, to be cancelled. So how does that work? Then in German, German amateur football, two leagues might be finished, but the rest of the sorry, not two leagues, sorry, two two um, Bundesländer will finish the leagues, but the rest won't. It's like what is going on? How can there not be a unified decision even in one country? It's just, <laughs> and it's such an easy thing to do. Someone just makes the decision. And I love the fact that in that there is still like the, the Berliner um, Fußballverband are one of them. They're saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're we're probably going to do this, and yeah, we'll probably cancel the league." And this. it's like, how can you still be saying probably? It's the end of fucking May. <laughs> you must, you have to know by now. Yeah, but I think that's also that's just the whole problem here. You see it not even only in. Uh, football, but just generally the way the federal system in Germany has worked, you have, you know, states kind of left to their own on how exactly they want to reopen things. And Mm -hmm. so you have states like really like tripping over themselves to like kind of return to normal, even though, you know, examples of what used to be will probably never really be there. And then meanwhile, you have Merkel like on TV, like, hey, be be careful, guys, take this seriously. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't rush back to reopen things. And it's like, well, Maybe if you did something about that, like instead of just leaving it to states to, yeah, two states have teams go up and down and then the rest of the country don't because they, they had to cancel their seasons doesn't also yeah. make much sense. Well, I've, I've been thinking about also like this, this concept of the, you know, if certain leagues are canceled and the knock on effect is, oh, yeah, we'll cancel the leagues, but we'll have promotion, but no relegation, which does kind of makes sense in most in most leagues because the movement remains the same the only way it has a real impact of course is the very top league so in this case i suppose would be the bundesliga and the very bottom league which yeah. in, which in berlin is the kreisliga c <laughs> which is really funny because if you look at the kreisliga c this season there are two of them right the kreisliga um, c both leagues have 12 teams and in those leagues i think it's 12 teams and in those leagues the top six get promoted. Yeah, it's the guitar so, of the league, so it doesn't so, really matter. So that means half the league is going to get promoted, potentially. So next season, there can only be one one Kreisliga C, because you're going to have two, I mean, six. And then every season in the Kreisliga C, there's like at least two or three teams drop out. 
So potentially next season Berlin, if they if if they stick to what they're discussing, you'll probably have the Kreisliga C will be one league of twelve teams, potentially even ten. So this is so like I said, it all, it all makes sense. Other than the very bottom league, which is left with no team. <laughs> no there will be a decent level of football when you take the the bottom four of both leagues and pack them together into one league. Wow, that will be amazing, I'm sure. <laughs> I think the Freitag League has already been cancelled, though, right? Because, yeah. because THC Franciscana already de- declared themselves champions, so... <laughs> I, I assume... Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. The vice president of the Berlin Fußballverband to the Berlin FA, he quit his role after 18, 18 days in the position, which is it's got to be some kind of record. Um, and it was cited that it was due to an incident that took place in his hometown or in his home club, sorry, in home club. Yeah, in 2000, Rotation in uh, Prenzlauer Berg. Yeah. Was it Rotation? Yeah, that. Rotation Prenzlauer Berg was his like, home club, so to say. Yeah. Okay. And, but any idea what it was about? I have no idea. It was it was just like not even two years back, so it's really strange. And he he was uh, at I don't know how to call it, like sports court at like Berlin <laughs> FA sports court for Sounds that like kind a really of bad thing. TV show. Welcome to sports court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it must have been something bigger, but also he was like on a normal on a normal trial, so to say, like on a, on a real like real court. You know, and I think so. It must be something really bad because it can't be just a bad foul or a red card or something like this. You know, otherwise you wouldn't end up in front of of a judge. And that's interesting, though. <laughs> that it's very interesting, yeah. And that they still picked him for that role to be the vice president. And I mean, we, we don't talk about something which happened 20 years ago and he was a teenager. No, no, no. He was 38 years old when this happened. Which brought him in front of the sports court and in front of a real court. So I'm, I'm really like, it, it's a weird decision. And and some some quotes were in the Berliner Zeitung yesterday saying like, yeah, we weren't even sure about appointing him, but but why did you do in first place then? I mean, <laughs> they must have had so many candidates. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. And now they are saying that they ended the. They ended terms with him because he said that his trial was was stopped or ended uh, with, without without him paying a fine or something like this. But this was a lie, apparently. So he, he had to pay a, a fine for for doing whatever he did. Um, so they taking this now to say, okay, but that this you, you didn't say this. So <laughs> which is kind of a weird. Uh, I don't know. That, 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 that's weird to say that this is now, this is now the the straw what what breaks the camel's back. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously they've done a lot of research, or they've done no even googling before the pilot and stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, but nineteen days is very very impressive. Did, 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 the, the person that re- that he replaced well, hadn't he been there for like years or something? Yeah, but I think that's now. Three people stepped down in the last months uh, in Berlin FA, like higher ranked people, I mean. Mm. And now again, there's like this 18 days tenure of this guy. So the 
the FA seems to bit like in in, in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it it doesn't really go well for them. Uh, went well for them in the last month. Well, they got they got a few months to sort it out for next season, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. But there are also some some good news uh, recently, like the the uh, FA Cup, the the cups, the regional cups will all be played till the end. That's true. That's now, yeah, that is really, really almost certain now. I That's know, cool. like, there's always a, a fixed date for the finals of all uh, regional cups called the Tag der Amateure, which would have been the 23rd of May this year. Of course, it's not now. Hmm. Um, so they postponed it to September. Um, so they will have all finals now in. At some day, some date in, in in September, and this gives also all the FAs enough time to to also schedule the the semifinals because in most in most regions you still have to play the semifinals like mm-hmm. in Brandenburg for instance, uh, but in Berlin I think you even still have to play the quarterfinals. But as you have now like a few months time, mm-hmm. I there will be a possibility to somehow do it. I mean, maybe without fans, but most of these regional <laughs> quarterfinals in Berlin would have been without any fans anyway. So, so unless you have like Dynamo or the Lichtenberg or the few else, uh, Victoria, TV, obviously. That... Yeah, zero fans and probably the most unfit teams to ever play. They're just going to play in like six weeks or something and, and yeah. no one's really been like training much in between. Do we? I was going to say actually, who who is still in it in Berlin? Does anybody know off the top of their head? We'll pretend I know. it's off the top of their head. I'll, I'll just get my phone out of the way of my webcam as I move and totally know about this. <laughs> actually, when, when I'm looking, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a, a story about the, um, the tag the amateur. I always remember what day or like roughly when it is in the year because my son was um, born on the 26th of may yeah and when um, we brought him home for the, the, the first day that was the same day as a tag to amateur and he'd been home for like a few hours and my my wife's mother was also there and i was like okay he's home now can i go to the football oh boy <laughs> And she said yes. She was like, "Yeah, okay, it's fine. Just go." I was like, "Yes, let's go." Oh, Jesus, I was gonna say, "Have you recovered from that fight?" It's uh, not like it's it's not like as it was like as he was you know as he was being born. I was of course very present for that, but still, it was it it's it felt like I think of all the times I've said uh, it's okay if I go to football. That was probably the biggest ask, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, and as I've telling that story, we still have in the half finale, the semifinals. You've got. Um, BFC Dynamo, Berliner SC, Victoria Berlin, and VSG Adklinika. So all the all the favorites basically, and yeah, and of course Berliner SC. <laughs> yeah. So I look forward to a, BFC, a, a Dynamo Victoria Berlin final. So I think, which feels like somehow it's like yeah. the third time in four years that's been the final, but it's not. But you know, roughly. I mean, Dynamo yeah. have won three or four in a row now. I can't remember. I think three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this, this this would be the fourth. Victoria have been in the final at least once in the past few years, right? Um, and also won it once, yeah, four or five yeah. years ago, yeah. Could have been the first one I went to actually. I think maybe they played um, Lichtenberg forty-seven. I think Lichtenberg forty-seven was the first one I went to, but I forget who they played now. They played Preussen, I think, a couple of years ago, and Preussen won. That was the first one yeah. I went to. I that was actually that was the first one I went to as well. I think that's yeah, true. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, no you're, you're right. That is cool that that will be played out. It would be a shame if that had gone because it's actually it's a really cool day. It might be a less cool day, but it's nice that you have the final target amateur. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, mate. For this podcast, I'm not sure if they have social media, but I would very much like to try and get a retweet from Dildo King. That would be big for us. That would be, that's, well, you know. That's yeah. like, I, I'm sure they have uh, Twitter or whatever. They must do. I mean, I just, I mean, go on the phone out and see if they have Twitter. They do! 1,794 followers. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, not that much. Yeah. I mean, we, we won't say no to a sweet, sweet retweet, but, you know, it's, uh, I expected a lot more. I, well, I, well, I also said that they've done very well, and I think that they, they're, they're a great company. So I might get some free out of it. <laughs> face, <laughs> a, a face mask is all I want, obviously. I wasn't suggesting yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. Or, or better, maybe they sell sex dolls, and I can take them next time to go to an amateur game to increase the attendance. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs>